Welcome back, everyone, to the Snowcast episode... Oh, what is this? This is episode 18, guys. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic evening. Again, I appreciate you stopping by. Guys, tonight for our guest, we got one of the most unique streamers in the Elder Scrolls community. The thing about this guy is, as a streamer, you know, a lot of people look up, you know, how do I become a big streamer? And one of the big things that you get as a remark is find a unique niche. And this guy we have on tonight, guys, is one of those people who I think has truly found a super cool, unique uh, niche. Try to say that ten times fast. Mac Attack 76. Welcome to the Snowcast. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, no problem. The other thing I was talking about before um, the podcast, guys, is I do a little pre-chat. I have the person come in. You know, I kind of feel the vibe. Like, hey, you know, is this person more closed? Is this person more open? And I was telling Mac, sometimes those are a little awkward because there's not a lot to talk about. But me and Mac instantly started connecting. He's also a football guy. Look in the back there. Yeah. He's got a freaking Steelers helmet. Yeah, big-time football guy. I don't want to say how many podcasts I've been on where I've talked mad crap on the Steelers, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Being it from New England... It happens when you win. <laughs> I understand. Being a New England fan and being a New York Giants fan, it's it's double the hatred for sure. But oh, yeah. um, we got so many things, guys, we're going to talk about. You know, these first time, what, Mac's new to the podcast, so we'll have a bunch of questions just going through different stuff. Um, so I guess let's just start off with, like, the broad. Mac, how's life treating you right now? You know, we can. I guess we can talk a yeah. little bit about life circumstances as it's kind of, kind of interesting. So how are things going? Right. Yeah, it's hard to avoid uh, everything that's going on. I think we're all kind of in the same boat right now. Um, overall, doing well, trying to get through it just like everybody else. Working yeah. from home, you know. Uh, my wife's also working from home uh, a little bit as best she can. You know, yeah, her, she her job doesn't really translate as well as mine does. Um, my job title, so I work full-time for a college. Uh, okay. A marketing office. So I manage their website, I manage their social media, and I produce all of their video content. And the word digital is literally in my job title, so like I can't escape yeah, work online. Yeah. I have to, so no, that, it is what it is. No, that's a good thing, man. You know, I think in these these difficult times, having an online job is really good. For me, I actually am an analyst, financial analyst at a production plant. They still haven't shut down my plant. I worked all this week. Wow. So, like, I'm going to work, and, like, literally every five seconds, bro, I'm washing my hands, trying not to catch anything, not touching anyone, yeah. and we're taking all these, like, preventive measures, but we're not just working from home. In my job, I can completely work from home, but it's awesome that you get to work from home, just, you know, a lot of people are getting laid off, and it's not great right now, so. Yeah, we're, we're lucky. We're definitely blessed in the ability that we can work from home. We can both get paid, so we're not worrying about where our next paycheck's going to come from, like probably the majority of Americans are people around the world. So we're, we're lucky in that regard. Yeah, you know, I, I, as a content creator, I'm sure you can relate to this a little bit. It's this fine line where I think to myself when I'm content creating, should I talk about relevant stuff or should I try to just like, you know, get people's minds off it? And right. so it, it's yeah. a really hard line to walk because I'm a very... I go through phases. Sometimes I love following the news and following what's going on, and then other times I hate it. So it, it really depends. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I used to work in uh, television before I... Uh, my job now and I worked in local news uh, for four years as well in the Pittsburgh media market and so yeah like news was my life I was you know enveloped in it every day and so I'm the same you know there's times when I'm just glued to it and then other times when the last thing I want to do is turn on a newscast yeah no so. for sure and I do have to give a disclaimer 
I have to I have to apologize to you already, Mac. There was an awkward moment of silence a couple seconds ago. I was watching the stream and it looked like your mouth was moving, and I thought to myself, "Why can I not hear him?" But it was oh. because the stream is delayed. So for anyone listening, I apologize for that. I thought to myself, I thought to myself, that's my first awkward moment of silence, and it was totally my fault for looking at the stream, not my OBS. But um, gotcha. with content creation, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know this about you. Content creation must have been a pretty easy beat for you to skip into with sort of your work your work history. Um, what kind of got you into... What, what was the thought process for content creating? Like, for me, it was, I don't want to play this game all day and waste my time. I want to do something meaningful with it. But for you, what was like that sort of, oh, maybe I should do some content creation? Yeah, that, that's a really interesting question. I guess it. Um, I had started watching a lot of other... Um, Twitch streamers and other content creators, listening to podcasts, uh, watching YouTube videos, and I had—I really wanted to um, like throw myself totally into a game, and I couldn't find what that game was for a while. And then I actually I found the Lore Seekers podcast. Yep. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. So joined their community and was like, okay, ESO is where I'm gonna I'm gonna plant my feet and I'm gonna stick with this game. So I just I tried to. Um, just absorb as much ESO content as I could. And I'm also a huge uh, craft beer fan. I, it's, it's weird to say I'm a huge craft beer drinker. That makes me sound like I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand what you're saying, though. I yeah, I mean, I am. I've, I've tried, like, over 3,000 different craft beers around the Holy world. So, shit, yeah, I'm bro. a big-time craft beer fan. Wow. Um, and I'm knowledgeable about that. And I thought... Of all the different little quirks that people have and different streamers have that they bring, um, no one was really doing that that I saw anyway. And I actually saw a lot of similarities between the two communities, between the ESO fam and the craft beer community, is mm -hmm. in terms of like supporting each other, having each other's back. Like nobody's really a dick, uh, but you, you know you have a couple yeah, yeah. There's outliers there, but, for sure. But uh, so I, I saw a lot of similarities and I thought, well, if I could do something that brings together these groups of people, um, then maybe we'll all benefit. And I figured I'll give it a shot. This is something new that I didn't think anybody else was doing. Um, and yeah, as far as the content creation part goes, I, I have some familiarity with video production. Yep. Um, you might not be able to tell because my webcam is garbage, but you know. It's fine. I know, you know, I know a little bit about and branding and trying to stay on brand and all of that stuff and, and how to speak in front of a camera. You know, I'm familiar with that. I've done it before. Um, so I thought, well, at the very least, even if nobody's watching me for my gameplay, I could at least BS about the beer that I'm drinking and talk about that for a while. You know, that'll kill some time. So the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this game. I might as well bring this bring this other beer aspect into it and, and go for it well that's the thing man you know I, you know anyone can get a computer get the setup there it is get the setup what, what are we drinking tonight give us give us a lowdown what are we drinking oh i'm glad you asked tonight i'm drinking a beer called three floyds well the brewery is three floyds it's called okay. space station middle finger space station middle finger space station middle finger that's it's amazing yeah three floyds brewing company out of munster indiana it is a pale ale. I don't know what the ABV is. It's not very, not very high. It's like five percent or something like that. But oh, nothing crazy, really, but still. Yeah, nothing crazy. Great brewery. I've loved everything I've ever had 
Dude, I'm gonna have beer questions for you and DSO questions. But the first yeah, thing, shoot. the first thing I want to start with with the content creation, um, a little bit of advice for people, you know, getting into this because a lot of people, you know, they start streaming and they're trying to figure out, you know, why would people want to watch me? I think that's a really, really tough part of content creation. And you know, for me, I always say I stream and I do that, but like the main sauce of Snowstorm Studios is the snowcast. Like I've kind of put all my eggs into this basket. I love this podcast. I love doing this is sort of what differentiates me um what advice would you give to people trying to find like their niche because you combined two very unique things and i think it's working really really well man so like yeah, what, what would you what would you say to someone starting who's trying to like get into it and trying to find their niche um i would i would probably say that definitely start small um you're especially in the eso fam i mean you're not going to become an ESO stream team member right off the bat. So oh yeah, no doubt. Time, you know, if you think I'm going to stream for six months and then I'm going to be a partner, you're going <laughs> to fail. You're yeah, no doubt. Yourself up for failure. <laughs> um, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, uh, smart starting small and then finding what makes you unique and different from everyone else, and then latching on to that is big. Um, think of yourself as as a brand. Think of your stream as a brand. And all brands do this, right? I mean, what makes Nike different from Reebok? You yep. Know, the Swish and, and the Reebok logo. But what is it that makes them different? So, you know, you could find, you know, streamers are a dime a dozen. You know, you turn on Twitch and there's a million people that stream it. Absolutely. So how do you find something that's different and unique? Um, so you have to create that uniqueness. Um, and, you know, for me, like I said, that was, that was beer. Adding beer and ESO, knowing that I knew was doing it. Um, yeah, anybody can turn on a webcam and start streaming, but yeah, if you want to build a community, um, be engaging, uh, have fun with it, and yeah, try to find a way to make it uniquely yours. Yeah, and is there, did you, is there a bit of trial and error? Was there a bit of trial and error at the beginning of your content creation was... Oh yeah, for sure. Just trying to figure out a lot of tech-related stuff, you know, just trying to figure out uh, how OBS works and you know, I'm familiar <laughs> with switcher systems, but you know trying to run a switcher and being the entertainer and yeah. Playing a game and interacting with chat. I mean, it's a whole new beast as you know And a lot of other content creators know totally different than what your regular gaming experience would be, you know Absolutely. No, no, no. And and like I said, I think I just think with your your brand and what you're doing, it's just very obvious in a good way. So I, I, I always tell people, you know, Mac Attack's one of those guys that I have a lot of admiration for because he's doing it his way, and there's no one else that's doing it the way you're doing it, and I appreciate that. Like, I could even say things that I do are very similar to what other people do, and maybe, maybe I'm a little bit envious of the, you know, you have a very unique brand, so it's something that yeah. I, I always try to push smaller streamers towards because it's... That's that's the that's the secret sauce to any content creation is you know being unique and um, with that uniqueness, are you finding that you're getting more support from the ESO community or the you know craft beer community? Because you're you're almost putting a toe in each party. And where is it? Where are you, do you know where to focus more of your time? Are you? Uh... Yeah, I think uh, this is a really fascinating thing. I really thought I was going to get like fifty fifty. Yep. That I was going to get a lot of beer people and a lot of ESO people. Um, honestly, I'm getting the majority of the people that are in my community who watch my streams regularly are 
just flat out ESO people. Yeah. And actually, a lot of them don't drink beer at all. So <laughs> really, they like drink vicariously through me. They're like, Matt, tell us all about this beer that you're drinking. We want to hear about it. And I'm like, Oh, you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> and then they're like, That sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a uh, it's a daily occurrence on my stream, yeah. Yeah, well, um, that that that's what's tough is, uh, you know, most people who listen to the podcast are ESO people, not podcast listeners. So, right. yeah, you know, I think I think it does come down to the game you're playing a little bit when you're first starting out. But um, with with the beer community, are you? And maybe this is a personal question, but are, are, are you seeking sponsorships from some of these beer companies? Like, I'm sure, like, you could, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a possibility or if that's been in the cards. Is that something you're looking to do? Um, I've thought about it a little bit, and I, I have some connections. I know brewers, um, people who brew professionally, people who, yep. brew, who own their own breweries. Um, you know, I know them. I hang out with them. I drink their beers on stream. Um, I've never really sought out just a flat-out sponsorship or anything like that. I less maybe less beer be to drink. To yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I would maybe be open to it in the future. Um, but again, I don't know how well... Like, if I mentioned to a brewer that, you know, if I average, like, 10 viewers a night, if they're going to think, oh, well, this is... It's so tough, man. It's so yeah. tough. No, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, I've had people come to me and be like, why aren't you getting sponsorships? Why aren't you running ads? Like, not just the Twitch ads, but, like, you know, some people have ads in the corners of, like, a mobile game or something. And it's like, man, you know, we're right around the same size. It's like 10 viewers a night. Like, I, I feel like I'm kind of going in thinking my dick's real big, and it's really not. And I'm like, hey, like, check me out, bro. But, like, yeah. that, I think that's the sad thing. And I, I don't mean to pivot the conversation, but... To a non-streamer, 10 viewers doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm sure, as you know and I know, 10 viewers, to me, is a huge fucking accomplishment. Because I, oh I streamed for so long, and no one watched. So the fact that people yeah. watch, I don't care how many it is. Right, and I have I have a community now who I'm so grateful for. I mean, the same folks come every single time I stream and hang out the entire time. It's ridiculous. It yeah. such, like, such an honor. I mean, I... I, I do it for them. Yep. You know, yeah, so absolutely. For me. I mean, I don't need to stroke my ego. I'm, you know, I'm fine. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> no, totally. show up every week, and I feel like i got to give them something, you know? No, it's absolutely. Humbling. Absolutely. Really humbling. Um, and, and, and it's sad, too, because, you know, uh, for me, and I don't mean to go personal, but I've had people who have been like, I, I stream with other people a lot of the time. Um, I have other, I have personal friends on, people I've met. And they're like, why do you care about streaming? It's only 10 people. And to me, I'm like, what the... Uh, only 10 people? Like, I streamed for two... A year and a half, and no one watched. You know? So so it, yeah. it's it's definitely a humbling thing, and it's... Uh, you worked your ass off to get those 10 people. So. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking right! Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. It's it's crazy. And, you know, I, I think that, that jump is really hard and for a lot of streamers. I actually found a little bit of a tangent. If you ever, like... I don't... I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it. Um, I have gone on and Googled Snowstorm Studios and just seen what pops up. You know, is there, like, is there anything besides my links? And there's actually this, like, stream, like, uh, review website. And so what you do is you go on there and it will actually show you all of your numbers. And wow. my, and I, you'll have to do it for years if you're ever interested. My stream is in the top 2% of Twitch streamers for, like, growth. Or for, for like, uh, for, like, viewership and followers. And I'm like two percent but that's because that zero to ten is so important and i yeah. think that really I, I was thinking to myself wow 
It's how many people can't get that. So I, it's it's insane. I don't mean to go off on a tangent about it, but no, you're right though. Because even if you think about what it takes or what Twitch requires to become an affiliate, you know, you need to have three concurrent streamers. Yeah, yeah three concurrent viewers on average. Like that, it seems so insurmountable. But it's very out. hard. Yeah, very and hard. Actually, so fun fact: when I was, uh, whenever I got affiliate. I only got it because I was um, I was doing a charity stream. I was doing a um, an extra life. Oh! I was doing a twelve hour like marathon, twelve hour extra life stream, Shit. and I I got raided by a couple of big folks, and before I knew it, I had like a hundred and fifty viewers or something like that, and I had never had more than. Yeah, that, 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 that's a crazy moment, too, for the medium-sized streamers. One of the things I, I, I do want to preface before we even go into that, one of the things I talked about with Mac, and this is one of the reasons I really want to have him on, is I feel like we live very similar lives. Like, Mac, don't tell me if I say anything wrong here, but you, you're married. You, I think you, you have a child, correct? I do. I do have a two-year-old, yep. And then you also have a full-time job, mm -hmm. and then you're also content creating. Yeah. I'm exactly in the same boat with you, except it's a girlfriend. I'm not, I don't have a kid yet. I do want to have yeah. kids, and I'm content creating. So it's this juggling lifestyle that is really hard, but I, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, and that's one of the reasons I know the whole 10-viewer thing or any of that stuff is significant to you because it's difficult. But it's crazy yeah. when you get hosted by a huge streamer. Does it feel different to you? Like when you have 150 people instead of 10 people, are, are, are you feeling a difference in the in the vibe? I think, um, I think my... The regular viewers and my mods do a really good job of setting the tone in chat kind of early mm -hmm. um, and just kind of letting people know, hey, we're all here to just hang out. So like, yep, absolutely. Cool. Um, even though like my armpits are sweating. I know, I know, I know. I'm like, really shaking and I'm trying to keep track of everything. Um, yeah, so internally I'm freaking out. I hope I like whenever it's on camera, it doesn't look like I'm freaking yeah, out. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I... So there is a change. I feel like my energy gets ramped up, and I try to, you know, I try to keep it low. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's. It's always whenever chat is just like flying. You know, it's, it's crazy, it's dude. Overwhelming, you know. Crazy. Um, mm -hmm. I had uh, one short story. I had a huge streamer one time host me, and I was living back my uh, with my dad, and I was in my bedroom streaming. And the stream was going great. We had it was like a 200 person raid, and like after an hour, we still had like 160, which is awesome because you know a lot of people dip out after. Oh yeah. And I look up, and this is in August, and there's all these bugs on my wall, like <laughs> there had to have been 800 bugs oh because my, my air conditioning unit was cracked a little bit, and bugs were coming into the light. Uh... And I and I was like. Do I end the stream and get the vacuum cleaner and clean my wall? Or do I just sit here and I sat there, dude, for like two hours? And there, it's actually clipped. You can just, I'm just looking up like having fun, having oh fun, gosh. like staring up. Oh, it's, it was awful. It was awful. But it's so true. There's definitely a different vibe. Um, yeah. So one of the things I want to talk to you about is Elder Scrolls Online. Um, mm -hmm. So what? When did you start playing ESO? What was when? When did you start playing ESO, and how long did you play before you content created for it or Twitch yeah. for it? So I actually pre-ordered ESO before it launched. Oh shit! So you're an OG. Yeah, OG kind of. Oh, kind so of. Okay. I was an OG and I played it for a week. None of my other friends uh, came to ESO. They were all hardcore WoW players. Oh god. 
couldn't get any of them to come over to ESO. Yep. So I had no one to play with. So I kind of lost interest early. Yep. Every so often, like every six months, I might come back. I would play for like two days, and then I would drop it because again, I would lose interest. I had no no one to play with, and I would just do quests. I didn't I didn't run any group content until I I don't know what what came of it. I, I just like something sparked, and I was like, I'm just missing a game that I can fully invest myself in, and I love the Elder Scrolls universe. Yep. Maybe I should give ESO another shot. And so before I did that, I was like, okay, I I haven't played in a while. I know I'm missing out on a lot. I got to figure out what's going on in the game. So. Um, I just did a little Google search. I pulled up the old Google machine and typed in Elder Scrolls podcasts. First thing that came up was the Lore Seekers podcast. Yep. And they and like they were a brand new podcast. They only had two episodes out. So I was like, oh well, okay. And have been listening ever since. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, these guys seem to have a pretty cool community. I'll start up. And then they started their guild. I joined their guild, and that was the first time I ran any group content. So. I mean, I, I had the game for four years up to that point, I guess. Wow. Like three and a half or whenever it was that, yep. that Lord Seeker started. Uh, yeah, so it had been years. So I was on and off, and then I started playing pretty heavily um, about two years ago, right around two years ago this time of year. And then how long did you play heavily before you were like, hey, maybe I should stream this, maybe it's time um, to... Probably a, about six months, I would say. I think I played it pretty heavily until like august and okay then august of it must have been 2018 um and then i was like okay this is something that i think i can do and i had watched a lot of other streamers eso streamers uh pretty regularly and yeah then who i were, was like okay this is this is something i want to do who were some of the guys if you don't mind me asking or ladies that you were watching yeah. from the eso besides the lore seekers who are some people that inspired you yeah i watched um bearded chegg Y'all uh, phenomenal. Bearded Shag, yeah. So he um, he doesn't play ESO anymore, but at the time, he yeah, was, yep. uh, an ESO stream team member. Uh, I watched him every day. I still watch Chegg just about every day. Um, and a couple other folks who no longer uh, really stream much at all, but um, Orkide. Oh, yep. Orkide's uh, awesome. I watched Orkide a lot. He was very helpful for, uh, to me. Yeah, he's uh, been on Zombiac. here. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, I watched Robin a lot, um, and then uh, like you know some of the big ones, Ninja Six One Four. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you know I just lurk in their streams and just watch. <laughs> yeah, know, I... just, just for gameplay, really, and that's how I learned really how to play group, like Content? group gameplay. I never yep. ran any dungeons at all until I watched a lot of other people run through the content. Huh, yeah, no, 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 that, that, for sure, and the thing about all those streamers you just named off is they all brought different things, and I think that's, I mean, it's, you know, people come and leave ESO, and it's something I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, too, as well, but, um, no, that definitely, I definitely drew, drew from the same people, I think the biggest one for me was always, uh, Kev Dewitt, um, uh, he, he let me voice act in a couple of his videos and then from there i just really fell in love with his content and then he kind of just took me under his wing and has always been helpful but yeah no for sure those guys you know i had orchide on the podcast and such an amazing dude he had me on yeah. his podcast and did like the reverse of what we're doing which was crazy right. I, remember um, I watched that episode or, or uh, i listened to it anyway yeah. hell yeah hell yeah um 
And then Robin Somniac was awesome. I remember she would stream during the day and she'd do like big trial content and she was so yeah. fun to watch. She was a Sork main, which I always loved because I right. was a Sork main. So I was always enjoying that. So those, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and I would find them for different things, you know. Just like you said, Robin would always do endgame, real yep. hard vet content. Chegg would, you know, be crazy and do pug vet content. And yeah, it just kind of gave me the confidence that, oh, well, I've watched them run it a million times. I can do that too. So the question is, you know, having a family and all this stuff, um, what is what is your wife and the rest of your family think about this? Because, you know, it's sort of a tough thing to explain, especially I, I, we're in the same boat here, you know. Um, my, my I've, I've had people tell me, you know, it'd be embarrassing to say my friend, my brother, my boyfriend is a streamer, but it's not embarrassing to say he's a financial analyst. It's that sort of, well, yeah. you know, okay, great. Yeah, you're right about that, but being a financial analyst is fucking boring, and being a streamer is really fun. So, like, what is, yeah. like, what, what is, how does your family digest this hobby that's becoming something, you know? Yeah, well, my wife is incredibly supportive, uh, and thank God for that. Yeah, I yeah. I don't be doing it anymore, you know? I mean... Absolutely. I can only stream realistically a couple nights a week yep and it's because like she's able to do something else you know and doesn't care that i do this and, and understands that it's it's something that i'm passionate about absolutely yeah um and as far as my other family members uh, most of them don't a don't know what twitch is yeah so absolutely when i say i'm streaming they're like uh, is there a, a current of some sort running through your backyard i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i got you they don't get it and then uh and then some of other of our friends um who are you know of a younger generation they know what twitch is they're like oh that's cool are you like gonna be the next ninja <laughs> no well no no not that's not <laughs> yeah. what i was planning for but right yeah no um, yeah for yeah, sure so it's kind of it's kind of a mix you know and uh but they're supportive uh you know i've had whenever i do um charity stream i've only done a couple charity streams but i've done them and you know extended family members cousins brother-in-laws yeah yeah popped in and you know just to see because and again my wife is not a gamer so even even if i were to just be invested in the game and not stream she would have to be understanding of the fact that sometimes i just want to sit back here and play a game you know no absolutely that's awesome yeah my girlfriend who like i've said before I'm pretty sure is gonna be my wife. Um, it's very similar, you know. She's not a huge. She likes like like her and my brothers are actually out in the other room right now playing Mario Kart. But um, nice. but um, yeah, definitely not like a huge ESO person. But that support is always always really really important. Um, yeah. So, couple questions. Uh, okay. So so you kind of you answered it kind of. Your your wife isn't a gamer, so she'll probably never want to stream with you or anything. I keep trying to convince my girlfriend, but she's yeah. not really into it. But one time, one time I got my wife to agree to create a character in Skyrim. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so this was back Skyrim on Xbox. Oh, hell on yeah. Xbox 360. Oh, shit, okay. So, like, throwback Skyrim. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Like, hey, finally, just to get you to shut up, I'll make a character. Turned it on, Red Ring of Death. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the universe is telling you, nah, it's nah. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, the qu second question is with your with your uh, your 
I guess not newborn anymore, two years old, will you ever introduce yeah. them to Elder Scrolls and this whole side of your life? Or is it something, because oh, yeah. cause there's some streamers that they don't want anyone to be a part of this. Like, I've, I've had streamers on, they say, no, 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 like, if they want to see it, they can, but I'll never, like, show it to them. Like, are you, like, I, I'm going to be the kind of dad, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to put a controller in their hand when they're four. I'm going to be like, get on, start grinding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to just totally pawn my son into Mario Kart. Yeah, yes! I'm going to throw all the red shells. I yes, yeah. that's I'm not awesome. Hold anything back? Yeah, I really hope that he does. Um, I'm not gonna push it on him. No, I'll, obviously if not. If he it, yeah, if he likes it, he likes it. That's great. Uh, but I think it—it's funny. So he's two now. Who knows what's gonna be popular by the time he is older? But so my my wife is uh, an elementary school teacher. Okay. And she teaches fourth grade. Oh and shit! And she says okay. it's amazing to me. Uh, how many of her students say like whenever i want to grow up i want to be a streamer oh yeah like, with ninja and the kids aspire to exactly like i watch ninja all the time so when i grow up i want to be a streamer or i want to you know play games for a living i want to be a, a pro gamer i want to do esports yep and one day my wife came home and it's like what are esports <laughs> and I was like, not yeah, eso not yeah, ESO, right. but... <laughs> Not ESO. What are esports? I was like, well, that's that's a long question. It's a uh, loaded one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think by the time my son is old enough, it's just, I, I think it'll be just like a normal thing. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. and I, I love that that's happening. The only thing is, and I don't mean, I don't want to jinx you here, so knock on wood, I got a wooden table, I'm knocking here, but... um. Yeah. You know, I always find sons don't want to do anything their dad does. At least my dad. Oh, yeah. I never wanted to do what my dad did. He never wants to do what his dad did. But hopefully, hopefully it's different. But that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, um, I had Ninja614 yeah. on, and he has three boys. And um, right. none of his kids like to play ESO. And so when I had him on, I told him, Ninja, I live in the Twilight Zone because I'm one of three boys, and we all love ESO, and my dad hates it. So I told him, you know, we're the Twilight Zone, so we're the other side, and it's just as rough over here. And he started laughing. He goes, okay, good. I'm glad at least it, the flip is somewhere. But that's yep. that's awesome. Um, now, I want to move a little bit over to, like, the craft beer content stuff with you. And I'm, I'm okay. going to be real. I'm going to be real. I'm a mixed drink guy, all right? I'm, I'm not going to lie right. to you. I'm going to do... I'm gonna I won't do, hold that against you. Um, I, I'm a big screwdriver guy, just vodka and OJ. Oh. It's, my, okay. it's my drink of choice. I've, yeah, that's, you know, that's my brother-in-law's go-to also. So. It's, you know, it's just, it's easy, but I have, I've definitely dabbled in the beer game. So the yeah. first thing is for someone new getting in, I'm, I'm 24, so I can have beer, no underage drinking chat, Jesus Christ. Right. Secondly, what's the way, you know, you would say to someone to get into craft beer? What's, is there, is there a path Are there websites you can order, you know, easier beers to like get into to like kind of grow that palate? Like what's the thought process mm -hmm. there? Yeah, there are some sites that you can do that are, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like these other subscription sites, you know, they'll mail you yep. the beer of the month or whatever, beer of the month clubs. Um, but then also nowadays, at least in most parts of the country, um, you can get, uh, we all have availability of good craft beer. I mean, yep. the, the brewery scene is exploding. There are now yeah. more breweries in the United States I think 2018, 2018 or 2019 was the first time that we saw um, the first time that we saw the brewery number surpass that of what it was before prohibition, which is a substantial number. 
Um, so everywhere you can find good beer. So I think if you are new to craft beer, you maybe don't know what to drink. You don't know what to go to. There's so many styles. It can be overwhelming. Um, but a lot of people, when they think of beer, they think the big three, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. That's, that's what beer is. That's what beer tastes like. So whenever people come into my stream, this actually happens a decent amount. People will come into my stream and say, hey, Mac, um, what do you recommend for something that tastes like beer? And I'm like, well, if you think tastes like beer means tastes like Miller Lite, yeah. then you're going to look for a lager or you're going to look for a Pilsner or something like that. Um, but yeah, if I, I try to play on, on what someone's tastes are like because... Um, my wife, for example, did not like beer at all when we got married. But now she loves craft beer. In all styles. I consider it my greatest achievement. Yeah, I was about to say, that's impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. very impressive. Big part, yeah. Uh, so I, I try to play on, on what someone's tastes are. So I ask, you know, do you like coffee? Do you like the flavor of coffee? If the answer is yes... And I'll say, okay, then maybe try a dark beer, try a stout, try a porter, try coffee-infused beers. They're all over the place. Um, you know, do you like fruit? You can have fruited beers, fruited sours. You can have all kinds of different things. You know, do you like bitter beer? Because then you're going to want to go for an IPA. Uh, do you like, again, sort of juicy beers? Then you can have a hazy New England-style IPA. So there's all kinds. I, I do kinds. believe it's honestly like wine. You know, if you've ever heard of a, like a wine connoisseur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, My know, dad. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody can like wine. You just have to find it. It's honestly the same with beer. Huh. Everybody can find a beer that they like. You just have to find the style that fits you. So I'm going to be selfish right now. And I'm, I'm a big coffee guy, like a big coffee mm -hmm. guy. So what's what's okay. what, what's a good starter for me? So if you're a coffee fan, I would go for the stouts. Stouts. I would go for the porters because those those styles of beer sort of intrinsically have those flavors in them because of the roasted barley. Okay. Um, even without coffee being added to them, they have this roasty quality to them. But you can find a lot of stouts in particular have coffee added, so it just enhances that roastiness. Huh. Um, okay. And you can find all, all different kinds, coffee, chocolate, vanilla, crazy concoctions so yeah i would say try for stouts and i think you might be able to find some things up your alley huh um so the real question is as a beer connoisseur as yourself have you made your own beer yeah i'm i'm an avid home brewer you're a I home brewer so do you do you yeah. have like do you have like a whole like alchemy set up in your garage oh yeah that's <laughs> crazy I have a ten gallon, uh, ten gallon system, so I can brew ten gallons at a time. Holy um, crap! I usually, I usually don't brew quite that much. I usually tone it down a little bit. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough. Yeah, so I, uh, I haven't brewed in a little while, and actually, I was going to brew this weekend, but with all of the closures and everything that's happening, my homebrew uh, supplier is closed, Ugh. so I wasn't able to get my ingredients from them. You know what would but, be, yeah. a, you know, what would be a cool idea? Get like a, like a some sort of get up maybe even on your cell phone and do a stream where you completely you show the complete process yeah. of making your own beer you know and yeah, i and i, I, really I, about it. I know people are more eso you know heavy in your community but i see a lot of your members in chat and they're all talking about your beer knowledge and i would 
most definitely tune in and you know what you could actually uh, maybe i should be your marketing guy here but you could make a whole youtube oh. channel dude where you'd like do like a brew creation and like kind of just run through that process because i think that's something not a lot of people know about and it's re really probably interesting about it. i've really thought about streaming uh a brew day or at least uh recording portions of it yep. editing it together and like you said posting it on youtube or doing something um, I think that would be a lot of fun, and actually, in, in a way that brings this back and ties it into ESO, and I've talked about this on my stream a few times, um, there is a recipe in ESO, there are a couple recipes, actually, in the game. If you bro! March, yeah, dude, bro! You to, make them! go to East March, yeah, that's it, if you go to East March, yes. there's that, that metery that's like right outside the city, there's yep. a couple of quests, um, there is a piece of paper like sitting on the floor randomly that is a list of ingredients and it's a list of uh, recipes and so I picked it up once and was just reading through it uh, playing the game and I was like these are legitimate things like they have, they have Hellertau hops which is an actual hop they have, <laughs> uh, they have a specific strain of yeast that actually exists they have all these things and I was like I should do this I should make this recipe exactly to the specifications that are in the game and maybe it sucks, you know, maybe yeah. this person had no idea what they were doing. Uh, but, hell, we'll, we'll make it and see how it goes. So I, I was going to do that, actually. With this, this batch of beer that I was going to brew this weekend, I was also going to order the ingredients to make that mead. Uh, but has to wait until... Yeah, <laughs> dude, until all this shit passes. For some reason, yeah. I feel like Rich Lambert's a beer guy, so I feel like he might have actually thrown that in there. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just the yeah. beard that, that kind of... It gives that beer vibe. Um, no, he's totally a beer guy, actually. Oh, really? Um, Ma yeah, Madigon. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with yep. Madigon, that streamer. So he he had a whole bunch of people in his chat one day, and he raided me, and Rich happened to be in his chat. And so, um, yeah, and Rich mentioned, like, oh, you stream ESO and drink beer? Like, <laughs> that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's totally into craft beer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so the last beer question I got for you is, you know, what, and I don't know how much you've traveled, but what city has the best craft beer? Like if you're... It, oh my, this is a really hard question. Um, I actually have one more beer question after this, but go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I live closest to the city of Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's bumping out some pretty great craft beer. Um, Gotta Boston's go with the hometown. Boston's beer scene though is out of this world. I was gonna say I'm from uh, I'm from New Hampshire. When I'm down in Boston, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. the beer scene's pretty legit. Yeah, man. I mean, they've got Treehouse, which is worldwide. Uh, they brew a beer called Julius that is so good. But actually, Julius, in my opinion, isn't, isn't even the best beer that they brew. Um, so all of New England. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of breweries in Vermont. Oh, I uh, bet. Yeah. There's one. We went to Vermont a couple years ago on vacation, essentially just to go to breweries. My wife and I, and my son was three months old at the time. We we hauled him along with us, and yeah, we went to a bunch. There's one called The Alchemist, huh. which is in Vermont. Um, they actually the essentially invented the hazy style IPA um, with a beer called Heady Topper. Okay. Out of this world, good. Huh. There's another uh, brewery up in Vermont um, called Hill Farmstead. It's kind of hard to find. You pretty much have to go to the brewery to get their beers, and it's like in the middle of nowhere because it's Vermont. Of course, yeah. Um, and 
other cities that have really awesome brew scenes, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really cool. And also sticking with North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. Freaking awesome beer scene. I feel, I feel like the beer scene's growing too. You know, like you said, I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. As you know, I, I, I think, I think you just see society in general. This is a pretty broad statement, but like very homegrown, organic, um, mm-hmm. independent, unique yeah. brands are really, really yeah. taking over, and it's becoming yeah. almost the cool thing. So you know, these these smaller beer breweries are probably kind of growing in popularity yeah. because of that movement. No, that, I totally agree, and I think it's our generation is really sort of driving this. Oh, like, absolutely. The These, like, macro industries, you know, Amazon and all of these huge global institutions, but then somehow we're still becoming this hyper-localized society where pressure is better, local is better. Um, so that's why you're seeing all these breweries pop up. So really, anywhere you go, I mean, the smallest of small towns here in western Pennsylvania has a brewery. It's huh. really fascinating, you know. Yeah, no, for and sure, man. The breweries out west. I mean, some of these breweries in California, unbelievable breweries in Washington State and Oregon are just killing it. So, I mean, yeah, any any major city you go to is going to have a really kick-ass brewery. But even some of the small towns, yeah, don't don't sleep on the small town breweries. Yeah. They can be pumping out some pretty unique stuff, too. Well, man, I'm going to have to try a stout. That's what I'm going to do. I got a couple beer breweries around here. Once this coronavirus decides to go away or some some good news comes, I'll definitely try it. And I'll do it on stream, and I'll definitely give a shout-out to, Ma- to Mac Attack for it. Yeah, please do. Um, let's let's shift a little bit to ESO again here. One, I, I have a couple reoccurring questions You know, I ask new people on the podcast. Um, with ESO right now, uh, and, you know, I, I need I need honesty here, Mac. All right. Yeah. What is your if you could change one thing about the Elder Scrolls Online, what would it be? You know, I, I it's it's my game too, bro. But you know, I definitely yeah. don't shy away from saying what it needs. What would be the one thing you think it needs that it, that you don't think they're doing well? And I'll tell you mine after. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, man, one thing they're not doing well. Or one thing you so don't this enjoy. Is gonna, this is going to sound weird because I'm not a PvP player. Okay. I just feel like PvP has always been secondary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely, man. I, yeah. I think I think if you watch people like Fangrush, you know, you yeah. understand how secondary it feels to some people who this is their main content. Yeah. Um, which is weird. You know, Fangrush is one of the biggest streamers of the game all he does is pvp and like the following that he has and it's the, ridiculous the amount dude. Of players who want to play pvp but i mean when was the last outside of outside of getting these heroic weapons in zero i mean what was the last like big addition to pvp that we got i don't know yeah, you know, Fangrush, I, I want to answer that twofold because there's two points out. Fangrush, to me, seems bigger than the ESO community. You know, when I think about the leads of the ESO community, when, like, I think about who's, like, really at the forefront, the, I, two names come to mind for me, Ninja614 and T the Khajiit. Yeah. Those are the two that I think oh, really, yeah. really have the community kind of by... And, and and Dots Gaming is another one who I see a lot up there. Yeah. But then when I... I mean, those... Okay, so those are 400 to 800 people, which is... <laughs> 
You and me know that's ridiculous oh, numbers. Yeah, but then you got Fang Rush at five point two thousand viewers. It's like I feel like he he's he doesn't really interact with the so community. He's just his own sort of entity. Um, but right. then when it comes to PvP, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Um, I don't know if it's ESO. I think the only rebuttal I'm going to give to that is I think if ESO focused on PvP primarily and not PvE, our community would be shaped very differently. I think the PvE community oh, yeah. has shaped the ESO fam in a lot of ways because instead of being this competitive, toxic, you're mm -hmm. shit, you play meta, you're trash, it's yep. very supportive. Hey, let's go run this trial together. Let's get you this skin. Let's do this dungeon. So I think oh. ESO kind of sees, hey, if we focus on the PVE content, we're gonna be, we're gonna be creating a better community. And maybe I'm wrong about yeah. that, but just from the outside looking in, that's why I don't always hate on it. No, I think you're, I think you're totally right. I think you hit the nail on the head there because uh, you see it in in any game where there's PVP, it just kind of fosters negativity and absolutely fosters toxicity. Yeah, just absolutely. By its nature, I mean competitiveness brings that out in people. It, it, you can't escape it. Uh, but you're right. If people are playing this game how you and I play the game, to to play in a group, to do PVE content, overland content, quest, whatever, it there's no reason to, to be like that. Yeah, absolutely, uh, so, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think the developers have seen this is where this community is going. Let's just. Ride it out, run yeah. With this. Yeah, because this is what's going to carry us forward. Yeah, because the uh, only P right. the only PVP no, DLC. Yeah, the only it's PVP DLC was uh, Imperial City. Yeah. <laughs> Other was than that, that was that really the last the last time we've had a big change. Uh, yeah, uh, Morrowind brought Battlegrounds, but it wasn't oh, open okay. world Cyrodiil PVP. And okay. now, don't get me wrong. There's something really fun about going into open Cyrodiil PVP, getting a big giant Zerg and just mowing over people. I definitely That's enjoy like that. the only way I'll do it. Me I too. Don't like. I do not care for Battlegrounds, and it's be uh, part of it is because I don't take the time to, like, make a good PvP. Absolutely, control. absolutely. Yeah, but if, so if I'm going to PvP at all, gotta be in a big Zerg, just yeah. running across the Cyrodiil, yeah. Yep, I, that and, is fun. That and is for, fun. Me, for me too, I'll admit this, and it's no knock on my ESO skills, but being good at PvP, I think PvE is a lot easier than being good at PvP, because PvP is so competitive, while oh, PvE yeah. is so supportive. You know, the lifestyle I live, working all day, coming home, hanging out with my girlfriend, hanging out with my family, streaming when I can, being a good PvE is a lot easier than being a good PvPer, where you really have to dedicate yep. a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of yep. build theory crafting. It's a lot more work on that end, and so that's hard, too. I cannot agree with you more. Yeah, exactly the same with my lifestyle. I have to approach the game in a very casual way. Yep. I, because I simply don't have the time to do otherwise. So... How am I going to play this game in a casual way and still have fun with it? It's got to be running dungeons with friends or, you know, questing or whatever. You know, I'm not going to be able to be a good PvP player. I simply don't have the time. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm in the same exact boat. And like I said, I just think the PvE community is stronger right now than the PvP community where, you know, every patch note comes down to PvP or will watch a YouTube video, look at it, and just bitch. A PvE is much more, you know critique about it. Um, I remember when they changed yeah. the, sork, the Sork Shields. The PvP community was up in flames, and the PvE community was very much, hey, we don't like this. Where can we yeah. post that we don't like this so we let you know how we feel? You know? Right. I think so, too, and this is painting with a broad brush, but I think that a lot of uh, PvP players are not necessarily Elder Scrolls fans. No, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They just like to play in a fantasy setting against other people. Yep. They couldn't care less about Tamriel or the lore or 
anything like that. Yeah, and um, it's yeah. Yeah. Where it's like I play the game for the story. I play all games for the story content. I want to be engrossed in a good story. So that's why I play ESO and all Elder Scrolls games. Um, yeah, so it's just that's just not my play style. No, absolutely, and I agree a hundred percent. So you know, we said what your least favorite thing was. It's sort of the way PvP is run, and you know, not a lot of attention. What's the thing you think ESO does the best? Ah, uh, gotta be storytelling. I think they just kill it with the stories, man. The writing, the voice acting, everything is so well done, in my opinion. Like, where else? What other game can you play that has this many hours of voiced content that is, um, it is, it is engaging, it is new, it is unique, it is fun, uh, and it's, it's not super repetitive. Yep. I mean, I can't find, you know, and not to knock on other games or anything like that, but I, you know, I played WoW for several years, and like, if I got one more quest where I had to go kill 12 floors, I was going to shoot myself. Yep. No, no, no. I got you. Um, <laughs> the only thing about the ESO questing, and it's one of the gripes I've had with it, and, uh, you know, for me on my stream, I don't do a lot of questing. I do a lot more dungeons, tri uh, trials, um, world boss, stuff like that. Um, the, the thing I wish it had is more more um what's the term i'm looking for geez uh more diversity i guess or more branching um ways to talk to characters i forget what you said like if you're in skyrim and you go and you talk to an npc you have like four different options on what to say i feel like in eso it's more like reading a book than being a character because you don't really get a choice in what you say it's more you're just digesting it and they only give you a choice at the end and by that point i don't really care about it and i guess yeah. for me i'm so used to skyrim where like let's just say i'm playing an assassin character there's an option every time you talk to someone to remain silent and that makes you feel like you're part of the world interacting with the npc not just triggering the NPC to say something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, I, I remember that about Skyrim. Yeah, that was always it, pretty yeah. cool when you remain silent. And then the NPC was like, uh... Yeah, oh, <laughs> a quiet one, I see. Yeah, and and, right. and it's, it's no knock against the storytelling in ESO, because, like, if we're just looking at the DLCs, you know, Morrowind to Somerset to elsewhere, like, the storytelling just goes gets better and better. Like, I know that. Mm -hmm. I know that for sure. I just wish... Branching dialogue. I wish sometimes yeah. you could more you could more morph your character into it. And then the other thing, too, is when you're questing with people, it doesn't feel... I wish the quests would tailor to the amount of people in your group. So if, like, you're in a group of people, the person you're talking to talks to all of you. When you need to go pick up four things, your group can split up into four different areas and get the one thing and then all come back. But it's like, oh, did you pick that up? Oh, well, I have to pick it up too. It almost like pulls you out of the role playing. Like, and that that's what's tough for me. And again, I, Mac, you totally, I get where you're coming from. I'm just, this is the biggest gripe I have. It pulls me out of that role playing, I guess. Yeah, I guess I've not had that issue necessarily because I don't quest with other people very often. So Unless I'm like, like new dungeons, for example, you know, you can pick up the dungeon quest and do yep. it with other people. So I know what you're talking about there, but yeah, like overland questing, I guess I don't really do with other people very often. Which is a good call, so, in my opinion. Yeah. I really think I really think they they set up the questing to be played more as a single player thing. But the thing yeah. that's it's just tough for me is I was always so excited because that was like what I loved about Skyrim. You know, I fell in love with lore. I watched Fudge Muppet. I watched Shoddy Cast back in the day, like these lore creators, and I loved that the Lore Seekers podcast. You know, and so yeah. the thing was. 
I really wanted to be able to quest with people and it feel organic, and it still doesn't to me. And I guess yeah. because of that, it's just like fuck, you know. I, I it, 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 that's a tough pill for me to swallow, I guess. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But um, and I wonder if some of that too has to do with maybe um, the the schedule that they have to produce content. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they pump it out so regularly. You know, again, going back to WoW, it like, you know, once every three or four years you get an expansion, and here we get big one a year sized content every year. Yeah, it's so huge. They, they no, no, it's huge. Time to add in all the dialogue options and stuff like that. And the thing about ESO that I think people have to, you know, I get, I'm sure you get asked this all the time too, but people ask, you know, should I get into the game? And I said, if you're going to get into this game, I suggest you get into it as an MMO and then an Elder Scrolls game. In the sense that, you know, if you want to do group content, even PvE, there is a little bit of a meta. You need to be, like, your race with your with your uh, class, they do go together a little bit. Armor sets kind of are a thing. But if you want to play completely by yourself, you absolutely can. You can just quest. And I always just kind of get the disclaimer, I just don't enjoy it as much as the Skyrim questing because I don't feel like I'm as much part of the world as much as I'm an observer. But uh, the ESO pumping out that content is what they should be doing. I don't think they should change anything. You know, These these are still great chapters. And, and the lore they're yeah. reaching on and the care they take with it, it's something else. And the game is beautiful. You know, I'm just bitching because I like to bitch, but it, it's definitely right. a great I mean, game. We all do. We're gamers, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and I'm a toxic piece of shit sometimes, and I'll totally admit that. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But um, I guess one of the um, other things I want to talk to you about a little bit is with your stream, you know, I, this is something I suffer with sometimes. Do you have, like, an endgame goal? Because, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'd love to be a full-time content creator, but, like, well, I have a career. I'm... Yeah. I have a girlfriend. I'm gonna have kids with this person. Is full-time content creating really what's best for me? Like, do you ever have that thought process? Um, I have never really had much of a goal, to be honest with you. I think, um, and actually, my wife and I have even said, you know, this is not something would have to change dramatically for this to be a viable income yeah. option for us. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I don't think. And I don't, I don't approach it uh, thinking this is a money-making endeavor. Like on my channel, I don't even have a donation option. You know, I, I'm not in it to to make any a buck or anything. Yep. You know? So I think um, I, I I don't I don't have like a I want to get partnered or I want to be on the ESO stream team or I don't really have any goals. I just kind of at this point anyway, I'm just kind of doing it. For the fun of it. Hell yeah. No, I think that's why your content's so good. Because, you know, for me, uh, I don't know, you probably noticed, but, like, I took about nine months off from content creating at all. Yeah. I um, and what happened, what happened was right at the end, it was, like, last year in May, um, I got really, really obsessed with viewer count and follower count and all this other stuff. And, you know, there were people I would talk to in the ESO community, and they were growing, and I wasn't. And I was like, mm -hmm. what the hell's going on? Like, what, what is this? And... It, once I started dating my girlfriend, she said, this is an addiction. Like, what are you doing? Like, like you're addicted to streaming, and this is not what you should be doing. And so, you know, I took – I was I didn't plan on ever coming back, but one morning I woke up, and I'm like, damn, I'd like to start doing the podcast again. I'd like to start streaming every now and again. So now I yeah. only stream two nights a week, and I do the podcast once a week. It's like only three nights a week. Every other night I'm not doing it. And yep. it's been the best thing in the world, but, like, that addiction is hard for me. And so – you know, someone else who has a full life behind it. I, I, I was interested in what 
the, the, the idea was, but I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, not worrying about it, just having fun is, it, it breeds the best content. Yeah. And it, it just allows me to be relaxed about it. You know, yeah. if, if I go into it thinking like, well, if I have two viewers or if I have 150 viewers, it'll be fun. Gotta have cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same. So every night, even if she doesn't really care, my wife asks, how was your stream? Yeah. And, you know, and it's kind of weird if I think back about it every single night. I'm like, yeah, it was it was pretty great. That's awesome. That's the end. You know, it was yeah. know, whether, whether I had a huge raid or I had a whole bunch of people and chat was really active or not that many people were there and chat was not very active. I was still like, yeah, well, I streamed and it was fun. I drank a beer. Couldn't be that bad. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> no, yeah. for sure. It's it, like I said, it's a character defect of mine that I came when I came back to streaming. I was like, I'm just going to be honest about what bugged me and I'm going to try to like be open about it because then I can't hide that problem, it, you know. So I, I really think that's the right mindset and definitely something I've been trying to do this time around. You know, I keep viewer count off. Um, yeah. I just look at OBS and then I have a chat popped out and I just close the stream. I obviously pulled up, but I don't have, I'm not looking yeah. at it because I do. I mean, I do check numbers at the end of every stream. I'll, I'll pull up the Twitch statistics and see like, you know, you have this many viewers and this many new viewers and all that. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Yep. But I, I never set goals for myself, I guess. No. And that's great, man. I think, I think that's the way to do it. Um, dude, we're actually at time. So, really? Oh my gosh! Dude, wow. We always do about an hour. Um, <laughs> I we got through most of the things, dude. Um, I first I I, I want to give a little bit of a shout out, dude. Your community is freaking amazing, dude. The people typing in chat, I I think yeah. they're a bunch from your community, super super friendly. And you know, it really reminds nice. me of uh, Modified Wolf when I had her on. Her community was just so vibrant, dude. Um, uh, Wolf is great. Yeah, you should be another Pennsylvania content. I, I was gonna say I think I have a little bit of a weird thing with Pennsylvania creators but um <laughs> but um i just want you to know from one stream to another dude you've really cultivated an awesome community and you should be extremely proud you know I, even if you dropped it all tomorrow it, it you, you do a great job and I, I i really enjoy your content thanks man i really appreciate that yeah i'm always always thrilled to see my friendos come and chat all the time. It's They're awesome. It's awesome. Great. And they definitely yeah. came out and turned out for the support here. So huge shout out to them. Um, Mac, let us know what, what's your stream schedule right now? When are we streaming? Yeah. So I usually stream on Mondays uh, and either Wednesday or Thursdays. So I'm okay. kind of only on two days a week uh, right now. But yeah, Mondays is pretty much always a guarantee unless something comes up. And then, yeah, either Wednesday or Thursday is kind of my normal. And then someone wants me to ask you about your toe. Oh, man. <laughs> Give me the story. What's going on with the toe? I see the emote. Okay, yeah, the no-toe the no -toe hero emote. Well, I don't know. I mean, if we go into the full story, then we'll be way over time. All right, all right. Give me yeah. give me the abbreviated, and then we'll go. This will be the first thing we do when I have you on again, because it's a definite. Okay, abbreviated version is this. Um, Oh, okay, so there was this situation, it was actually in Pittsburgh, it was at uh, Heinz Field where I used to be employed, um, and there was this, there was a, a football game happening at, at, the, at the game, or at the stadium, and there was this, this gentleman who walked out onto the field, uh, he had this big old mask on, right? Okay. Like, my, my name is Bane. <laughs> and then, uh, like, Heinz Ward's, like, running for a touchdown and all this stuff. And so he like clicked this button, and it was about to explode the the stadium. And I happened to be standing next to this this like tripwire line, and I was like, "That's probably associated with that." 
So I like put my I put my toe on it, right? And it actually it kind of like exploded my toe a little bit. Oh God! Uh, so yeah, so but I saved the stadium, right? I, I saved the everyone living or everyone working there and everyone, <laughs> all the players. Uh, so yeah, everyone lived, but I, I did lose the toe. So do you not have a toe? Yeah, I only got nine of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I'm sorry to laugh. That's the best thing I've ever heard. The drink no, I okay. the drink I made was a little heavy, so just you yeah. know, just bear with so, me. So that's is, amazing. Yeah. So that was probably like for someone like in your community, they're like, "What the hell is this guy <laughs> talking about?" So that's so uh, honestly, I I did lose my toe in a tragic. Act. Oh my god! Well, first uh, of all, I'm so sorry, <laughs> no, but secondly. I, I'm, I sorry I I'm sorry yeah, I laughed. I'm sorry I laughed. I make fun of myself now, but now it's like this big, it's this funny thing in my chat where people are always like, hey, ask Mac about his toe. <laughs> so I just, because it's a ridiculous story, I just make up every time a ridiculous story. So no two stories I sa- are the same. Yeah, I saved so no, yeah. I sa- was that? Did you just tell me the real story? That was totally the real story, yeah. I saved I saved the city of Pittsburgh from Bane attacking and blowing up Heinz Field. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you, but I like it. Yeah, so what actually happened, well, the movie The Dark Knight Rises where Bane actually blows up Heinz Field did not actually happen. I foiled it, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Guys, next time we have Mac on, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Guys, he's streaming Mondays and he's streaming Wednesdays and Thursdays depending on his extremely uh, prickly schedule, depending on. Mac, again, I just want to say thank you, dude, for coming on. It means a lot, hey, buddy. thank you. I appreciate it. Cheers. Um, cheers. I wish I still had a, I have a little bit of my drink left. Guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to close out the stream. Mac, I'm going to keep you in the party with me. Um, okay. Thank you guys just for watching. Max community, you guys are freaking awesome. Like, holy hell. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody. Really, really supportive. Be sure to check Mac out if you guys are from my community. And this will be on YouTube and Spotify, guys, by noon tomorrow. So um, they'll be up. Mac, thanks. Everyone have a great night. I'll thank see you. you next time. Peace out. Bye.